You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us Sundays at 10 a.m. in person or online, or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from our congressional care pastor, Aaron Caton. What is your worth? I like that. What is your worth? Tonight, I have an encouraging word for you tonight, and I hope it gets you to understand what is your worth, but you may be worth more than what you believe or think, amen? You know, the apostle Paul, he kind of knew who he was. And I don't know if you know who you are or not, but the apostle Paul, he said, I'm Paul. Romans 1 and 1 says, I'm Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. He says in Galatians 1 and 1, I'm Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Ephesians 1, verses 1 through 3, he says, I'm Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Do you know who you are? Do you know your worth? Paul's telling us his worth and all this stuff. As we were singing that, it, you know, I, I love when God just affirms and confirms what he has given me. And, and I just, you know, I appreciate John's heart and his obedience to the worship. Amen. Do you know who you are? If you will, stand with me for reading of God's word. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. But God, who's rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace, you're saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word, Lord God. I thank you for what you've prepared tonight, Lord God. I pray that I would deliver it the way that you've given it to me. Lord, I pray that you put me behind the cross and the Holy Spirit would take over. Lord, I pray that the hearts would hear tonight's message, Lord God. Lord, I pray that, that we would walk out of here more spiritually minded and ready to serve you. I ask your blessing up on us in the name of Jesus and amen. Amen. You may be seated. Christ died for us while we were ungodly, filthy sinners. God loves us and Christ died for us. If God saved us through Jesus' death, how much more can we be for God? He redeemed us. He reconciliated us to God. Nothing separates us from God but our own self. The saving grace of God has made us alive. We are godly. We are friends. We sing a song, we are friends of God. We're not just friends, we're family. 
we have become family. We're children of God. By the atoning blood of Jesus, we have assurance of eternal life through the cross, the death of Jesus. Amen? Through his death, we are more than conquerors. Through his death, we're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. We overcome sin by the blood of Jesus. We testify of his greatness, of how he brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I can see. Anybody else been there? Been lost, but now you see? Now you've been found? Well, he rescued us. Anyone else been rescued? God rescued us. He didn't, he didn't just rescue us. He didn't just save us. There was a resurrection that took place in our own being, in our spirit, man. He awakened us to where we were no longer asleep, but alive in Christ. There was a spiritual awakening that took place. Our spirit man, our old spirit man, served the adversary of the devil in all wickedness. Whatever sin we did, that is what we served. But whenever we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, there was a resurrection inside of us of a Holy Spirit that wants to turn our life around. We were dead in sin, but he quickened us by the Holy Spirit with Christ and raised us up to sit in heavenly places with him. He wants to raise us up as his children, amen? How did you want to raise your kids? Cindy and I, we wanted to raise our kids believing in Jesus. We wanted to, we wanted to raise our kids up believing that there's a, greater, there's a greater being on the inside of them than the world. We wanted to raise them up where they knew that no weapon formed against them would prosper. Tory girl in the old sanctuary, there was somebody walking out one day and they, and they said, man, I'm starting to get sick. And Tori said, don't speak that over yourself. That's who, that's who we wanted to raise our kids up to be more of, a, of an encourager. Don't speak that self. Don't curse that on yourself. We wanted to raise them up with love, encourage them to love others. We wanted them to use their manners and be kind and be respectful and to know who they were, to know who they are through the word of God and not through the world in which we live. God wants to raise us up off of the milk and onto the meat. And you have been here Wednesday night after Wednesday night, and you are faithful, wanting to grow in your walk and in your faith with Christ Jesus. He quickened us, he drew us unto salvation, and now he wants to raise us up to even more mature Christians. It says, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're no longer at the kitty table, we've become available to go to the master's table. God wants to raise us up. Many of us, we can't see it. Many of us can't understand it, but I believe that God truly has a great work for us to do if we follow after him, chase after him. We're seated in heavenly, pla in heavenly places. Let me give you an example. We had the privilege of going to the Elevation Worship Concert, and we had the privilege of going into a luxury suite with the family that invited us. You open the door and the first thing you see is a closet with hangers where I could hang my coat. You see a restroom off to the left. You walk through there and there's, there's couches, there's a TV on the wall. Over here, you, you, you got your refrigerator. You, you, it's full of good beverages for you. You got your ice bucket, you got your Keurig if you're a coffee drinker. Here you got, we had, we had sandwiches, we had wings, we had, we had what do we have? cheese fries, steak sandwiches, 
mac and cheese. On the, on the table, we had salads. We had, we had vegetables and fruits. There's seating for 20 plus people. A comfortable chair, just like you're sitting in. We were in a luxury suite. Listen, I didn't do anything of merit to earn that. I didn't purchase it. And I'm not worthy of it. But he said, we're seated in heavenly places. And the Lord brought this to my attention yesterday whenever I was reading. I walked through that luxury box because I answered the call. I accepted the invitation to walk into that luxury box. And whenever I walked into it, I became part of that family. And everything that was available to them became available to me. The moment I walked through that door, when Christ Jesus says that you're sitting in heavenly places with him, that means you're readily available. There's more to him than just salvation. We gotta work unto the Lord. He's got it readily available for us to step through the door. Whatever you want, it's yours to have if it's of his will and if it's of godliness. It can't be of the world. It can't be of the lust of the flesh. It can't be the pride of life. But if it's of God, there's more to him that he wants to give. Again, I didn't pay for it. I probably couldn't pay for it. But when I walked in the room, I had the same rights as everybody else. I could eat as much as I wanted. I could drink as much as I wanted. I could have whatever I wanted. I could go to the restroom whenever I wanted. I didn't have to walk from, from a floor to a hallway miles away. It was readily available for me. I was in a luxury box. Do you realize that is exactly what God has done for us? He's raised us up to sit in heavenly places. He wants you to dine at his table. He wants you to get off of the milk and dine at the table with meat, the bread of life. He's raised us up together. We're a family. We're the family of God. And it reads that we're seated together. I'm gonna keep saying it on all light. In heavenly places. Christ Jesus. Christ is perfect. He gave sight to the blind. He healed the lame. He set the captives free. He preached the gospel. Think about that. If he set us together with Christ Jesus, who's perfect, gave sight to the blind, healed the lame, set the captives free, preached the gospel. Rocky teacher helps give those that are captive recovery. He ministers He's not a full-time pastor. Are you, Rocky? He is, though. He ministers. Sunday school crew, they came back. Jimmy, who teaches, he said, man, you're not going to believe what Rocky told us. He's at Kroger's, and the Lord moved up on him to step to this lady who's all tattooed up, ready to check out, and he said, I, I feel like God sent me over here to, to speak to you. Let her into salvation. Why? Because he sits in heavenly places with the Lord God Almighty who wants to use him and he makes himself readily available to be used. That's every single one of us seated at, at the table with the master, ready to go. Listen, there's, there's fruit, there's gifts, there's water at the master's table. We have the ability to eat at the master's table. Galatians 5, and 23, the fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. There's nine different fruits to eat of. But God would like to see us operating in all those in our lives. Amen? 
There's gifts at the table. You've walked through the door and there's gifts for you. The diversities of gifts in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, 4, 8 through 11. Now there are a diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. Don't be scared. It's the same spirit that brought you into salvation. The one that led you into Christ Jesus. The one that said, confess your sins and ask him to come into your life. It's the same self spirit that is given the gifts. For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. If you've got the fruit and you're hearing the gifts, faith is evidently very important to God. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, divers kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But verse 11, but all these worketh that one and the same self spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. It's up to you. How much do you want of God? How much do you want to sit at the master's table and say, I am hungry for prophecy. I'm hungry for the gifts of healing. I'm hungry, Lord, for, for the word of knowledge. I'm hungry for the working of miracles. How many times have you just set up at the master's table and said, I ain't leaving, Lord. I ain't leaving until I'm filled with your presence. He seated us in heavenly places. John 14 and 14, there's water to be drunk. Jesus answered and said unto her, but whoever shall drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him as a well of water springing up and everlasting life. There's a well inside of us that's springing up. There's a well inside of us that we haven't really even tapped into. There's a well so deep that whenever I drew buckets of water out of the well at home whenever I was growing up, guess what? I didn't rob it. It filled right back up to where I could drop a bucket again and pull it back out. And I could drop a bucket again and it never ran dry. God is not gonna run dry on you. He's going to give you a drink that's going to last all your life here. He said, I have come to give you an abundant life that you may have it, but you have to want it. Amen. Amen. You have to desire these gifts. You have to desire to eat of the fruit. You have to desire to drink of the water. Amen. Greater is he that's in you. Second Peter one verses three and four, according as his divine power, that divine power, that word means dunamis. It's a reproducing power. Rodney McGinnis and I were talking about it last night and he was talking about fire night. He said the worship practice for fire night. He said the manifestation of God moved in so great and it was so heavy and it was such an anointed time. That same power showed up on fire night where the manifestation of God. There was people who walked out of here. Leslie Dolly can share a testimony that there was a young lady from another church who'd been in an intercession, who'd been praying. And whenever Leslie got up to go back to her seat, she said, hey, God has a word from you. And she didn't even know Leslie. The manifestation, it reproduces itself whenever we get into presence. Two Sundays ago, I wasn't here, but I was preaching at Coons Run that, that if we get into the presence of God through praise and worship, the manifestation of God will settle down. And I missed it here to my understanding. Your praise and your worship got so intense that God manifested and he just sat down among the people. He wants to give us more. He wants to give us more. 
Brothers and sisters in Christ, you are here on a Wednesday night because you desire more, because you're hungry to sit at the master's table, because you want to drink of his cup. You want a taste of the meat that he's got to feed you. And it's all here in the scriptures. According as his divine power has given unto all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's willing to give you that power unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Through what? The knowledge of him, which means we have to learn God. We got to learn about Christ Jesus. We got to learn the apostles. How do we do that? We can't wait till Sunday morning. Many of us, we fast Monday through Saturday. We fast this. We feed this all the time, but we fast this. You want more of him inside of you? You want, you want to see that dunamis power work in your life? You got to get in the word so that he can get inside of you. I got a buddy that says, read the red and pray for the power. Listen, God wants to work in you. All of us, all of us. He says, he says, John 14 and 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. Jesus says, have faith in God. Have faith in what he can do. Listen, I know many of us have prayed for healings for people not to pass away. I've been there. But I'll also tell you that those people that passed away are God's inheritance and he was waiting for them to come back to heaven. And as, as we're believers here on earth, we can't get upset about that. We gotta celebrate and praise the Lord that they were saved and that their name was written in the Lamb's book of life and that they've made it there before us. Amen? Greater. He's got divine power. He wants us to be a partaker that's called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promise, eternal life through Christ Jesus, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. When I read that, I go back to Jesus. I see that he, he got alone and he prayed. I see that he got out of prayer and he went and he did mighty miracles. I see that he got out of prayer, did mighty miracles, and then he went to the synagogue and preached the gospel to those that were lost and those that which were saved. I see that he called apostles to follow him and he trained them up in a manner that was pleasing unto God, his father. And he said, go out and preach to the nations. He said, go out and speak to those things that are, that are against me and use my name. God will equip us to do great works. We just gotta be willing to go. He says that we, for we are his workmanship. The definition for workmanship is the degree of skill with which a product is made. Mm. The degree of skill with which a product is made. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. What kind of product are we? Huh? Christ Jesus was perfect. We're not perfect. Linda led a devotional on Sunday morning about the refining fire. She said, he's going to continue to work you in that fire. He's going to continue to refine you. She said, until he can see his very image inside of you. We're not perfect by any means. But if we are readily available, God wants to use you and me in a great manner because there's many that are lost. There's many that don't believe. Jesus did great works to many that were lost. And then he said, sin no more. You don't know who God will send you to 
And you can look at them and say, God did that. Sin no more. Come to church with me. There's an invitation for all of us. He says also that it's an ordained good work that we should walk in them. If by Jesus's death, we were made alive, then through his life, are we made more alive? Think about that. Through his death on the cross, he brought us into salvation. He rose three days later and ascended into heaven and he is alive. How much more does that make us alive in him? Mm. He is the advocate to the father. He is the intercessor on your behalf and my behalf every single day. He doesn't want to see us fail. He doesn't want to see us walk after the lust of the flesh. He loves us. How much more can we have if we would eat of the bread of life? Let's look in the word at some people. In Acts 9, fire. In Acts 9, we, we have Saul who meets Jesus on the road to Damascus. Who's Saul? He's a persecutor of the church, trying to destroy the church. He meets Jesus. He said, who out thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, who thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he commands him to go into the city and meet this man named Ananias. Paul was a sinner, just like me. But he met Jesus. Paul, Saul accepted the invitation. The guy who murdered the church leaders. God isn't judging him. God isn't judging his past. And he's not judging your past. You are redeemed and forgiven. Acts 9 and 15, it said, but the Lord said unto him, talking to Ananias, go thy way. For he, Saul, is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. Whew. Through Jesus' death on the cross, Saul is raised to new life. Through the death, through the life of Jesus Christ, he's seated in heavenly places. Saul's raised to life as a chosen vessel. You have been raised to life as a chosen vessel to bear the king of kings' name, the great I am. To what? To go into the world and spread the gospel to the Gentiles, to everybody that looks like you and me and those who don't to your managers, to your supervisors. If you're a boss, it's to your employees, to the children of Israel, it's to your family. There's a new life in Saul, so new that he changes his name to Paul. Acts 16 and 16, and it came to pass as, it, as they went out to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of deviation met us, which brought his masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul on us and cried saying, these men are the servants of the most high God. I hope that we're recognized that way. That whenever people say, hey, that's a servant of the most high God. Mm. Will show unto us the way of salvation. And this, did she, and this did she many days. But Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. It's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it is by the spirit 
Thus saith the Lord. It's by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that we are to do these great works which he, which he has saved us to and brought us to. Acts 8 and 26 through 39, verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go, go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went and met a great authority of the Ethiopians. And the Ethiopians on a chariot, and he's reading the prophet Isaiah. And Philip hears him reading as he's going by. And the spirit says, run after him. He says, what are you reading? Do you understand what you're reading? And the man says, I don't understand unless a man would explain it to me. And he's reading Jesus going to the slaughter. And it says in verse 35 that Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. He preached Jesus crucified. He preached Jesus raised from the dead and ascended into heaven. He preached, he opened up his mouth and allowed the word that he knew to be spoken to that man. And the man surrendered his life to Jesus right there and got baptized. How much more is on the inside of us? There's a well of life wanting to come out of us for God's good. Let's look at the church family. In Acts 12, King Herod has killed the apostle James. And he's arrested Peter, put him in jail. He's between guards. Two guards are chained to him, shackled. And two guards are at the door watching over him. Verse five says in, in chapter 12, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Peter's arrested, he's put in jail, and there's a church inside of a house praying. There's a little girl by the name of Rhoda He's at John Mark's house and, and, and Mary is there, the, the mother of John Mark, and they're praying. Lord, I pray that you would just loosen this chains off of him. Lord, I pray that you would just open up those prison doors that he would be able to walk through. Lord, I pray that you smack him across the face and wake him up, shake him and get him awake. And an angel of the Lord appears unto him and the light shines upon him. And he's so, he's so sleepy that he doesn't even wake up where the angel smacks him across his face. He says, arise. Get your garments, get your sandals on. It's time to go, son. God's moving. They walk to the first gate and he said, beep, and walks right through. Second gate, beep, and he walks right through. The third gate, beep, and walks right through. And he realizes he's on the street. And he comes to his senses. The angel, the angel of the Lord moved upon him. The angel departed from him. And now he's on his own. And he goes to the house and he's knocking on the door. And the little girl by the name of Rhoda answers. Hey, hey, it's Peter. Let me in. Hold on, let me get somebody. She's only a little girl. She can't open the door. So she goes and she tells those that are praying. Hey, Mary, Peter's at the door. Hey, John Mark, Peter's at the door. Bruce, Peter's at the door. And they said, nah, it's probably an angel of the Lord. They're, they're so engulfed in prayer that they don't even care it's an angel of the Lord. They don't even want to answer the door. Let me in, he continues to knock. They finally answer the door and they're astonished that Peter's standing before them. That same spirit that lives in Christ Jesus, that raised him from the dead, lives inside of us. We are seated in heavenly places. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We can't purchase it. 
but Christ Jesus died for it. Not just for salvation, but that you will be called of his workmanship to go out and do good works because those works are ordained by God for you and I to be fruitful in every manner of life. Listen, the gospel isn't complicated. If you've got a neighbor that needs a ride, give them a ride. You're doing workmanship of Christ. If you, if you got an elderly that's close to you, cook them a dinner. You're doing God's work. Get in a life group. Get to know people. Do God's work because he's called you to. Jesus said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. God chose us just as he chose all these people in the books of Acts that we just read. And all they did, they wanted to be a servant unto the Lord God Almighty. They wanted to be used by him. They were readily available. It is God that we preach. It's through faith in his name that we're saved. It's faith in God and his word that makes us stronger. Pull up to the master's table and eat and allow God to use you. Seriously, pull up to it. Allow him to take you deeper. Allow him to bless you in a manner which you may just be praying for and maybe you never even thought about. But he wants to use you in a great way. How much more? He died and brought us to life out of darkness into the marvelous light. How much more does he have for us? Because he lives and he sits at the right hand of the Father. How much more? Paul said, I am apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints, which are of Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I pray that this word has helped you. I pray that it has encouraged you because he woke me up at 3.30 this morning and I started writing at four. So I pray that it has been good for you as it was for me. If you will, bow your head and close your eyes. I don't know anybody's heart. If you're not saved, Jesus is the only way to the Father. There is no other way to Christ Jesus. There's no other way to heaven but through Christ Jesus. Is there one here today that would say, Pastor, I'm not living right and I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Is there one here today that would say, Pastor, I need, I need to say the Lord's Prayer. To the rest of us, Is there gifts? Is there more at the master's table that you desire? Is there more at the table? Have you, have you been here so long that maybe you're like, the bread's getting stale. It doesn't taste as good as what it used to. I'd encourage you to come down and meet the master because he can freshen that bread. He can freshen that loaf. He can give you a fresh drink of living water. He can change your atmosphere. You don't need a man to pray for you or a woman. This altar is here because God meets people at the altar. I would encourage you. John, do you have something you can play? 
I would encourage you as John leads us in a worship song. I'd encourage us to stand to our feet and if the Spirit is drawing you to come to this altar and pray. And even if he's not, I would encourage you to come down and thank him for the gifts that he's given you and the fruit that he feeds you and the water that he gives you to drink. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're thankful for your word. Lord, I pray that it's encouraged everybody as it's encouraged me. Lord, I wanna go deeper. I want these people to grow deeper, Lord God. I pray for their faith to be encouraged, Lord God. I pray that you would ignite the pilot light, Lord God, inside of us again. Stoke the fire, Lord God. Fan the flame, Lord God. Refine us, as, as Linda said, to where you can see your reflection inside of us. Lord, lift us up higher in heavenly places where we could sit even greater with you. Lord, I know that we're not equal, but I know that you have equipped us, called us, and want to use us. So I pray a blessing upon the people, Lord God, that they'd answer the calling. Every time that the Spirit stirs inside of us to go, Lord, I pray for obedience to go, to move upon that Spirit. Lord, I pray that you continue to bless and keep us and mature us in faith, Lord God. And I ask it in the name of Jesus, and amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 